Hey guys, welcome to the Voice Over Nations broadcast. I'm your host, Kerry B. I am so excited that you tune in today for another powerful lesson about the prophet's reward. We've been speaking from the series, The Law of Honor and Dishonor. We've been talking about all different aspects of the prophet's reward. Today, I want to speak about the blessing of the prophet, the blessing of the prophet. Now, Matthew 10 and 41, a portion of it says, He who honors or receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. Once again, a prophet's reward is that grace, that favor, that blessing, that mantle, that that anointing, uh, that open door, that opportunity, whatever that prophet has on his life that God has given them. When you honor that person, when you appreciate them, when you sow into their lives, then it puts you in a position to receive a portion of that blessing upon your life. Case in point, Elijah the prophet. 1 Kings, the 17th chapter, the first verse. Get your Bibles. Let's go to work. And it reads as follows. And Elijah, the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead, he said to Ahab, as the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years except at my word. And then the word of the Lord came to him saying, get away from here and turn eastward and hide by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. And it will be that you shall drink from the brook and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. And so he went and did according to the word of the Lord. For he went and stayed by the brook Charon, which flows into the Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning, and bread and meat in the evening. And he drank from the brook. And it happened after a while that the brook dried up, because there had been no rain in the land. And then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Arise and go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. And so he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, indeed a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, Please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. And so she said, As the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And see, I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said to her, Do not fear. Go and do as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me. And afterwards, make some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, The bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah. And she and he and her household ate for many days. And the bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry, according to the word of the Lord, 
which he spoke by Elijah. Praise the name of the Lord. We're speaking today about the blessing of the prophet. The blessing of the prophet. The last episode I talked about the curse. But today I want to speak about the blessing. Because the blessing is the opposite of a curse. When you're blessed, things go well for you. When you're blessed, you're operating in a, a great level of favor. When you curse, nothing happens. Everything goes wrong. Glory to God. The cat jump on the dog. Car break down. Lose your job. My gosh, everything happens when you're walking under a curse. We want to speak about the blessing today. Now, Elijah uh, was a mighty prophet of God. And the Bible said that he was a Tishbite. He was from Gilead. And the Lord spoke to him one day. And he said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, there should not be no dew nor rain except at my word. Now, now Elijah when he spoke to the king of Israel, he said, it is according to my word. See, God had placed a grace on the life of this prophet. He was standing in his divine order. And whatever he spoke, God was going to back him up. So he stands and he speaks to the king. He said, according to my word, there's not going to be any dew. And there's not going to be any rain until I say so. Now, when he spoke these words, the Lord told him to go and hide by a brook called Cherith. Now, let me let me give you the significance of this, because whenever there's no rain, then a famine comes upon the land. The crops, they die. The animals, they die. The people they start to die. You cannot live without water. And rain was a source of livelihood back in the day. How were, you know, how were they going to take care of their livestock? How were they going to water their fields? So rain was a source of blessing upon the land. And Elijah says, not just not going to be no rain. It's not going to be any dew either. In other words, the land is going to be dry. It's going to be parched. No rain, no dew, according to my word. Now, when he spoke these words, now you can imagine that Ahab was angry. So God said, I want you to leave from this place. And I want you to go to this brook. And the brook is called Cherith. It flows into the Jordan River. And he said, you stay there. And it's going to be that I commanded the ravens to take care of you. They're going to bring you food, bread, and meat, and you're going to drink water from this brook. So every day and every night, the ravens went somewhere and found some bread and some meat for the man of God to live on. Oh, my gosh. Elijah kind of had it going on. He had, didn't have to work for anything. All he had to do is just sit up there and pray and meditate and give God the praise. 
And every day, every morning, every evening, those ravens would bring that bread and bring that meat. Probably was stealing some of that steak from over the king's table, bringing it right to Elijah. He would drink that cool water from the brook until the brook dried up. What do you do when your brook has dried up? When there's no water, there's no dew. When the food stops coming, when your friends leave your side, when no checks are coming in the mail, what do you do when your brook has dried up? The word of God says that the word of the Lord came to Elijah again. It doesn't say how long Elijah stayed at this brook. But because there was no rain in the land, the brook dried up according to the word that he has spoken upon the land. And I want you to see something here because we're talking about the blessing of the prophet. Within that prophet's mouth, he had a grace to speak something and it would come to pass. He spoke and he released his words into the atmosphere. And the heavens were shut up because a man of God was standing in his office and he decreed and he declared what he felt in his heart that needed to be done at that moment. We're talking about an Old Testament prophet, a prophet that did not have a covenant with the Lord Jesus Christ, a prophet that did not have the blood of Jesus that had been shed. How much more can a New Testament prophet speak and declare the word of God over your situations? Saints, you need to open up your mind to this revelation here. Because death and life is in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. And with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. There's so much power in your words. Creative power. A power that is a spiritual force that's released from out of your mouth. It goes into the realm of the spirit and it causes a physical manifestation of that which you have spoken to happen. Your words are seeds. The whole entire universe is a soul. And so as his prophet stood in his office and he spoke the word of God, heaven had to back him up. Oh, my Lord. That's powerful. It had gotten so bad that even the words of Elijah that he spoke himself, he started to suffer the consequences of him because the brook that he was drinking from, because he said that it will not be rain until I say so, that brook dried up too. Now here it is, the Lord speaking to Elijah again. He says, I want you to get her from this place. You've been taken care of long enough in this spot and then he says the word of the Lord came to him and Elijah said the Lord told him to arise and go to Zarephath which belongs to Sidon and dwell there 
And he says, see, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. Now, to me, a widow speaks about a person that has lost their spouse. He said, I have commanded this widow to take care of you. Now, if you notice a little later on, as we read, the widow didn't know that she was supposed to be taking care of Elijah. She couldn't even take care of herself and her son. But God had already placed something in her. Now, I want you to see this honor because we're speaking about the law of honor and dishonor as it relates to the prophet. So Elijah gets up. He goes to Zarephath. And when he goes there, he sees this woman coming. She's gathering sticks. He goes to the gate of the city. And he called to her and said, please bring me a little water in a cup. I'm thirsty. I need to drink. So the woman of God did not have a problem with turning around and going to get the cup of water. Because evidently she had enough water to spare. Now, as she's going, she's obeying the voice of the prophet. As she's going, Elijah spoke again. And he called to her and said, please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So she said, as the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread. Only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And I'm gathering up sticks that I may go and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. Now, this woman was in such bad shape as far as food that she, all she had was a little bit of flour and, a, and some oil. She was gathering up the sticks for a fire and she was getting ready to make a meal for her and her son. She was about to die when Elijah came. Elijah was about to thirst to death when he came. So God put two people that were in need together. And I want you to see this blessing because this woman really didn't have a problem with getting the water. She had a problem with getting the bread. And a lot of times God would speak to us and he would tell us to give something that, oh my gosh, I just don't want to let this go. I don't want to let this hundred dollar go. I don't want to let this $50 go. I know you said the sword, Lord, but I need it myself. See, God hit her where she was and that's where the true test of faith comes can I believe God enough to release that which is in my hand to receive something greater so she starts to cry I no I don't I don't have it I don't really have it now I want you to listen to the assurance of the prophet and Elijah said to her do not fear because he saw the fear on her face he knew that this woman she was a widow she was in dire straits she had lost her husband her son, herself, they were hungry. They about to starve to death. They were in a bad situation. They were about to eat their last meal. And the prophet came and the prophet gave her a word that was going to change her life. He said, don't fear, but make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me. And after what makes some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, the bin of flour shall not be used up nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. 
Now the prophet is giving her assurance to let her know that as you take care of me first, as you make me a cake first, as you provide for me first, as you honor me first, that God is going to honor you. So this woman, she had to trust in the words of this prophet. And sometimes it's hard to trust in things that you're unsure of. How am I going to pay this bill? How am I going to, you know, take care of this particular situation that I that, that I have facing me? Because today is the last day. Georgia power is due. If I don't pay it, the light's going to get cut off. A car note is due. A house note is due. What am I going to do? Should I seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness? Is God really going to come through on for me? Because that's most of the time what we're dealing with when God tells us to give. Is God going to do it? It's going to take six months, three months. I, I, I mean, because it's, I mean, what's going to happen? But the prophet assured her, go and make a cake first. For thus says the Lord. That barrel of meal ain't going to run out. That cruise of oil not going to run dry until the Lord sends rain upon the land. So this woman had to trust in the words of this prophet. So she went and did according to the words of Elijah. And she and he and her household ate for many days. And the Bible said the bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry, according to the word of the Lord that was spoken by Elijah the prophet. If I'm not mistaken, it took about three, three and a half years uh, for the Lord to tell Elijah to go and present himself to Ahab. I think it was like three, three years, three and a half years later. So in other words, that this barrel of meal and oil kept on flowing for three or uh, three and a half years. It did not run dry. Until the Lord sent rain on the land. Can, can you believe that? The words of life was locked up in the mouth of that prophet. Her blessing, her life was sustained because she honored that prophet. And it released a blessing on her life. Oh my gosh. She was able to make, I don't care, all cat pancakes, cornbread, big bread. She had all kind of bread. She ate and she ate and ate. And every time she would dig down into that barrel to get that meal, it kept on multiplying because the word of that prophet, it had a power on it. It had an anointing on it. It had a grace on it. What she was receiving, saints of God, she was receiving the prophet's reward, the blessing. That the blessing of the prophet came upon her life. It saved her life because she was about to die. God had told Elijah that I commanded a woman to take care of you. This woman took care of him and he took care of her. What a beautiful story. Praise God. She received the prophet's reward for three, three and a half years. She didn't go hungry again because she honored the prophet. She blessed the prophet and that reward came upon her life. All he had to do was speak a word. He spoke a word and it changed her whole circumstances. She gave what was valuable to her. And this is where 
A lot of times we in the church, we miss it. When you give something valuable, God sees it. If you can give something and it's not hurting, she didn't have a problem giving the water because she had enough water. She had a problem giving the food. When you give something valuable, God rewards it. He sees it. That man was standing in his office and his office brought her three over three years of food multiplied. And he had he didn't have to speak another word. It just kept on multiplying. It kept on multiplying and it kept on multiplying until the rain came. Praise God. Hey, guys, I, 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 man, I'm so excited about this lesson here. I mean, I'm just blessing myself. I'm about ready to go and find somebody to sow into their life myself. I hope you enjoyed the word on today. This is the blessing of the prophet. Hey, this is Carrie B., a prophet of the Lord with a pastor's heart. Von.radio is the radio station, and this is Voice Over Nations. Guys, have a good day. We'll talk again soon. Be blessed. Hey guys, welcome to the Voice Silver Nations broadcast. I'm your host, Kerry B. I am so excited that you tune in on today. We have another powerful lesson. Today we're going to speak about the blessing of the prophet. Talking about the blessing of the prophet. For the last couple of series, we have been speaking about the law of honor and dishonor as it relates to the prophet's reward. Now, once again, in Matthew 10, 41, it gives a definition uh, that we need to take a look at. I want to read a portion of this. It says, he who honors or receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. Now, what is a prophet's reward? A prophet's reward is that blessing, that grace, that anointing, that favor, that mantle, that open door that opportunity that God has endowed that prophet with. It is a blessing from heaven. And whenever you honor that person, it puts you in a position to receive a portion of that reward that come on your life. Once again, to honor means to treat as valuable, precious. You appreciate and you respect. That's what it means to honor someone. You don't treat them in disrespect or dishonor, which means a lack of respect, a lack of value, but you honor them. And when you honor them, it opens up the door to a powerful blessing. So we want to talk about the blessing of the prophet. And I want to draw your attention to 2 Kings, the fourth chapter. And uh, we're speaking about Elisha, not Elijah, but Elisha, the prophet. Now, Elisha was a student of Elijah. He was a spiritual son. He walked very close with Elijah, the prophet. And one day, all of the sons of the prophets, they knew because Elisha was one of the sons of the prophet. They knew that God was going to take him away. But Elisha, he stuck close to his master, Elijah. He was so close to uh, the point that Elijah asked him, what do you want me to do for you before I leave? And he said, I want a double portion of your anointing. 
And he said, you ask for a hard thing, but if you see me as I'm taken up, well, the chariots of fire came and the horses and they pull Elijah up in a whirlwind and the cloak, that mantle that was on the shoulders of Elijah, it fell to the ground and his spiritual son, Elisha, picked it up. He rolled it up, went to the river, struck it and it parted. So he received a prophet's reward. So this same prophet, Elisha, he's about to be used mightily in this story. He was one of the original sons of the prophet, but God elevated him because of honor. That story can be found in 2 Kings, um, the second chapter, speaking about the life of Elijah and Elisha. But right now, I want to draw you to 2 Kings, the fourth chapter. And I want you to look at the first verse of 2 Kings, the fourth chapter. Let's take a look at the first verse. And it says, A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord. And the creditor is coming to take my sons to be slain. The creditor is coming to take my two sons and they're going to make them slaves. So Elisha said to her, what should I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, your maid servant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. And then he said, go borrow vessels from everywhere. Listen to the instructions from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons. Then pour it into all those vessels and set aside the full ones. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured it out. And now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another vessel. So the oil ceased from flowing. And then she came and told the man of God. And he said, go sell the oil, pay your debt, and you and your sons live on the rest. Powerful. I'm speaking about the blessing of the prophet. The blessing of of the prophet. When we're speaking about a blessing, a blessing is something that, that's good that happens in your life. It's like a type of favor that comes. A blessing makes you feel comfortable. When the blessing is on your life, you're living a sweatless life. You don't have to work hard. You don't have to uh, work from sunup to sundown because you're so blessed and you're so favored. This woman, she needed a blessing. And if you notice the language of the story, she had to know who Elisha was because she said when she cried out to the prophet, your servant, speaking about her husband, 
She said, your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord. And the creditor or the bill collector is coming to take my two sons and make them slaves. This man, her husband, evidently was one of the sons of Elisha, the spiritual sons of the prophets. The sons of the prophets were in training under the major prophet. It was like a prophet school where they learned um, what their office was and they learned how to perform those things that that office entailed. They learned under a prophet. Elisha, he learned under Elijah. And all of the rest of the sons of the prophets they eventually learn from under Elisha when Elijah had been taken up. And this woman's husband, he was one of the servants under Elisha. And one day uh, he died. And when he died, the bills started to pile up. So it is with so many spouses, they pass away. A husband dies and he's a breadwinner. Now all of the creditors are calling. There's no life insurance and so forth. The sons, it doesn't say how old they were. But the Bible says that the creditor, he was coming to take those two sons and pay off the debt that her family owed. Whatever the debt was, he was calling, he was sending letters, he was knocking on the door. He wanted his money. He didn't care anything about this woman's husband being dead. He didn't care anything about him being one of the prophets. He wanted his money. She did not have it. And so the only thing she knew to do was to get in contact with the prophet because she understood that there was a blessing on the life of this prophet. And she needed a blessing, an open door, a reward right now. Just think about the multitude of people that are having financial difficulties right now. The banks are calling because their home's about to be foreclosed. The, the repossession of the cars, the car loan people are calling. You hadn't made your payment in three months. We're coming to pick up your car. Now you have somebody hiding a car around the block somewhere because they don't want the car repossessed. This woman, she didn't have no car. She didn't have no donkey. She didn't have no, have no camel. All she had were her two sons. And these sons represented a way of life for her. They were now the breadwinners in the house. And the creditor were coming to take them. And if he had taken them, then she probably was going to die. Because she may have been an elderly lady. It didn't say. But she was afraid. She was scared. I'm sure the sons were afraid. Because they were going to take these sons and make them work off that debt. Whatever the debt was. Just say, for instance, it was $15,000, $20,000. They were going to have to work until the debt was paid. They were going to be like indentured servants. 
that could have been a couple of years. And no telling what type of shape she would have been in once they returned, if they returned. So she did the only thing that she knew what to do. She called on the prophet. And she said, they're coming to take my two sons and make them slaves. So the prophet Elisha, he said, what should I do for you? What do you have in the house? He, he's trying to find out what she had that he could speak over and bring a blessing. See, he didn't have to stand in the house to do anything. All he needed to find out what she had in the house. And I want you to listen to her response. She said, "Um, all I have in the house is a jar of oil. Now, first she said, I don't have anything. And then she says, uh, she said, I have a jar of oil. See, that's all that Elisha needed to know. Because he he understood that in that oil, there was money in it. If she was able to sell that oil, she was going to get some money to pay their bills. So Elijah spoke to her and he said, I want you to go and borrow vessels from everywhere, from your neighbors, empty vessels and do not gather a few. Go and gather as many as you possibly can. Go to your friend's house your family house, go to the stores, wherever, go and borrow as many as you can and bring them back to me. And so this woman, she sends her sons out. And he said, when you come in, shut the door and pour it into all of those vessels and set them aside, the full ones. So her sons go out and they get vessels. And they bring the vessels back. And when they brought the vessels in the house, she shut the door behind her like the prophet said. And she started to pour out the little bit of oil that she had. She poured and she poured and she set the ones that were full to the side. Because the prophet had given her an instruction. And with that instruction, he said, you set aside the ones that are full. In other words, if she just had a little bit of oil, as she starts to pour in these vessels, the oil starts to multiply. There was a grace. There was an anointing on the voice of this prophet that when he said, go and get the vessels and take that oil and start to pour, he had spoken something and it released a working of miracles upon that oil. So when this woman started to pour in the empty vessels, The oil kept on flowing. It did not stop. It flowed. When she got the first 10 vessels, it flowed. The first 20, it flowed. And it didn't stop flowing until she did not have any other vessels left. 
Now you you speaking about a blessing. We talking about the blessing of the prophet. Her two sons were about to be made slaves because her husband had died, didn't have life insurance, left them in debt. And the creditor, the bill collector was coming to take them and make them pay off that debt. She spoke to the prophet. The prophet gave her an instruction. The instructions were, go and get some vessels, empty vessels, bring them in your house, take that oil and pour that oil into those empty vessels. And that oil flowed and flowed and flowed until there was not a vessel left. Can you imagine, saints, if she had a thousand vessels, that oil would not have run out until she got to the last vessel. The instruction was get as many as you can. And that's what she did. Uh, That's what they did. They brought as many as they could find, brought them into the house, and they started pouring out and pouring out and pouring out. And when they got to the last vessel, the oil stopped flowing because it was full. The anointing, the grace, it was cut off because there was no more vessel. She followed the instruction. Now she had a miracle right there. A lot of times you have a miracle right in your house and you don't even know it. If you notice the first part of the story, she didn't even realize that the oil was a blessing. She said, I don't have anything in the house. Well, the prophet, he saw something that she didn't see. And a lot of times a prophet can see things that you don't see that is valuable. And all they have to do is speak a word over that. Because she honored this man of God. She honored and trusted him. She didn't really sow anything into his life, but her husband did. Because he was Elijah's servant. And the reward that was on his life was was coming to her because he had honored the prophet himself. Now the prophet was bringing that reward back to her. Isn't that powerful? See, her husband had laid the groundwork for her to receive that blessing at that time because of his servants, his service to the prophet Elisha and to Elijah. Now that reward that was on his life, he had died, but that reward was still there. All it took was the prophet to come and activate the oil that was in her house and cause it to flow. You know, the anointing is a type of oil. Her husband had an oil on his life. He had died, but that oil was still present in the form of a reward. How many people have been blessed from what our forefathers have done? How many times have we received an impartation from what someone left behind to us and they're dead and gone. Her husband was dead and gone, but he left a reward and the prophet Elisha tapped into it because he remembered the service of this man. And this this man's wife, she received that grace that was on the life of a husband, but also that was on the life of the prophet. All it took was the prophet to give her an instruction that changed her life. 
It opened up doors for. He spoke to the oil. He just said, take the oil and pour it out. That's all he had to say. And when he said that, they all heard what the prophet said. Listen to me. The oil, that little jar of oil, it heard what the prophet Elisha said. The instruction that the woman had, just take the oil and pour it out. The oil heard that. So the oil knew that when she starts pouring out, I need to keep on flowing. And I'm not going to stop flowing until there's no more vessels left. Isn't that powerful? The all knew what to do because the prophet said, take it and pour it out. And so the all received that instruction and the all knew not to stop flowing until there was no more vessels uh, left. Yeah, my gosh, this is powerful. And then the prophet gives her another instruction. He said, um, take this all and I want you to sell it. And she sold that oil. Listen what the word of God said. He said, pay your debt. Go and pay that bill. You get the money, pay the bill. Don't go and buy something you don't have anything. Business buying, just go and pay the bill. She paid the debt. And he said, I want you and your sons to live off the rest. Oh. <laughs> she didn't even have to work. All she needed was a word from God. And she got it from the mouth of a prophet. She received a prophet's reward because her husband honored the prophet. It doesn't say anything that she did to honor the prophet, but her husband honored the prophet. It doesn't say how long he had died, but that reciprocal blessing that was on his life it was coming back to her even from the grave. Whew. A blessing that was coming from the grave from a husband that brought the prophet into her region. All he had to do was activate that blessing that was on the life of her husband. And she lived many days with the prophet's reward. I'm talking about the blessing of the prophet. I love this story. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Hey, guys, I hope you enjoyed uh, this lesson once again. It blessed my soul, and I hope it blessed yours, too. Um, this is Voice Over Nations broadcast. I'm Kerry B., a prophet of the Lord with a pastor's heart. Many blessings to you and your family, and also to the Von Dot Radio team. I'm going to talk to you real soon. I got some more stuff that I'm just kind of getting together for you guys. You're going to have to listen to this one over and over again. Hey, y'all take care and be blessed.